0: What's your weird story?
1: Hello, Weirdsville. How's everybody doing out there in the Weirdsville tri-county area? Uh, we're three counties, three countries, three worlds, maybe? I don't know. It's us. It's <laughs> as we always are. Adam and Barry on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I am Adam of the Adam and Barry, and uh, Barry is
0: Barry. Hello, Barry. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. (laughs) We are all at once uh, in your ears.
1: Yes, yes. And my introduction, at least, is all over the place. That's for sure.
0: (laughs) That's great. It's different. It's new. It's it's exciting. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So how's things going, man?
0: Good. Very good, sir. Very good. Um, Leaves are... Continuing to fall, and uh, it's been cold, man. Got some freaking nice cold, cold mornings, and uh, yeah, everything's good. Family's great, and uh, you know, looking forward to um, our basketball season starting here in a couple more weeks. We got one more football game. Hopefully, we win. If we win, we continue. If we don't, we're done for the season. So. We uh yeah, we're busy, man. We're we're busy. How about you? How are things out your way?
1: Doing well, man. Uh as you know, and I don't I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast before, but uh about a month or so ago, I uh, I hurt my back. Mm-hmm. Um and so I was kind of uh down for a bit. Uh not really been able to work too much with that cuz uh it was just like a pulled muscle or something there. Yeah. In the in the lower back. Felt like somebody was stabbing me. Yeah uh, sometimes whatever I like, especially when I'm trying to like stand up. Yeah. Um, but, um, so I've been dealing with that, you know, and, um, it's, uh, it's pretty much, it's not a hundred percent, but it's a lot better now. Good, good. So, um, you know, so that's been good. And I didn't, uh, I didn't get, uh, hooked on opioids, uh, cause good. I just, uh, I didn't go to the doctor because I knew that what was I? And basically, I knew what it was. I, you know, right. and so I knew that basically, uh, I can take some Aleve or some aspirin, and uh, rest, right, and not be too mobile. Yes, and that would mean that uh, I could get a get by with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: didn't need to get. If I went to the doctor, I was just going to be getting getting you know really heavy drugs. Of course, and uh, which you know, that could be fun, I guess. But you know, I, I just uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I, just, I, I didn't want to deal with
0: that Got to right be careful. Got to be so, careful with that stuff, you yeah.
1: know? If you've yeah. ever had, you know, any kind of muscle pull or yeah. anything like that.
0: Oh, it's terrible. Um,
1: yeah. So, you know, they tend to give out, you know, the good stuff for that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I figured either they were going to give me something that's going to completely wipe me out, yeah. you know, or it's just going to be basically a leave. Yeah. Uh, you know, same thing though. So I just, sure. I, I, you know, I took care of it, you know, I, I watched it. I saw it starting to, you know, be good one day and bad. So I kind of kept track of it, you know, just as a, you know, as you do as a conscientious adult grown up person, you know, yeah. being responsible right. and, um, Without trying to make any unnecessary trips to the doctor, right? So yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's uh yeah, it's doing it's doing a lot better. Good, like I said, not a hundred percent good, but uh, but pretty good. Good. Pretty
0: good. Well, so, I mean, and as you know, as a tw- as a twenty something year old man, you don't heal. Yes. You don't heal like you did when you were younger, right? And so you find that as you get older, you you kind of have to you have to pay a little more attention to your body and what you're doing to it. So, it's just one of those things that. uh I still have a hard time with saying, "Okay, I can't do that because I'm not a young guy anymore. I'm going to pay the price, you know, for weeks yeah. to come if I don't yeah. slow down or whatever." So it's just part yeah. of it. But uh, glad you're feeling better, man.
1: Thank you, sir. So yeah, during that time, you know, I had a lot of time to do some uh, reading and some research and stuff. Uh-huh. And I don't know if you had you heard about this about. Um, it's all over the news a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, but um, Miley Cyrus, maybe it's about a month ago now, time flies during this quarantine, you know. Yeah, uh, But Miley Cyrus uh, did an interview in uh, Interview Magazine, mm-hmm. and um, she talked about this time that uh, she and a friend of hers were in California and uh, she says they got uh, chased down by some sort of UFO hmm. and that she even, like, made eye contact with okay. the uh, people, the things in the really? craft. Really? Wow. Yes. So uh, she described it as a flying snow plow.
0: Fly, um, hold on. Let me yeah. think about a flying snow plow. Okay. Uh,
1: she said, quote, it had this big plow in the front of it okay. and was glowing yellow.
0: Wow. quote. Wow, um,
1: and she said her friend also saw it, and uh, so they were confident, you know, about each other. Um, seeing that, she said that she saw uh, a being sitting in the front of the of it.
0: Okay, you know, I
1: guess operating
0: it. Wow,
1: and it looked, and again, quoting her, it looked at me, and we made eye contact. Damn, and I think that's what really shook me. Looking into the eyes of something that I couldn't quite wrap my head around. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So she's, she throws that out there. And wow. then, of course, she has to kind of say she wasn't, she's not exactly sure yeah. because she also admits that she had just bought some uh, weed wax from uh, some oh, guy in, okay. <laughs> in a parking
0: lot. <laughs> That's the heavy duty shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do they call that? Is it, uh, they, it's a new, uh, what do they call that, man? Dab, dabbing. dabbing, Yeah. yeah. Which if weed isn't strong enough for you, man, I mean, seriously, (laughs) uh, I don't know. You know,
1: dude, ever since everything went legal in California and Oregon and Colorado, you know, the, um, the game has been elevated so much. Yeah. So much more. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, I mean, they've got the the, 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 the weed wax, which right. is, you know, having, there's, there's, um, yeah, you know, I mean, this, they grow all sorts of kinds right. of, you know, different stuff. Yeah. And uh, there's the, the vapes, they have vape pen stuff. Right, right, yeah. And I mean, you know. Yeah. Good. Uh, Oklahoma boys like us have very little knowledge of any of this type of stuff. It's yeah. all hearsay from people I know yes. who live in California, hundred percent, and Oregon, yeah. Yeah. and Colorado, right? And uh, and actually, I, I'm not even joking about that. I do have friends out there, and right. I, and I ask them about it because I'm curious about, uh, yeah. you know, just everything in general. Of course, that's a big thing, especially now that it's uh, yeah, isn't it legal there in
0: Oklahoma? Well, it's medical, yeah, medical oh. medical is is legal. And uh, it's really quite interesting. Um, yeah. It's really boomed here. I mean, it's it's a huge, huge market. And I think it's really blown people away as, as far as, you know, how well it's done. Because the first couple of years, it just didn't look like it was ever going to slow down. Just, you know, dispensaries everywhere and everybody's growing and all kinds of grow operations and stuff like that. But I've never dabbed or had... You know, seen any of that stuff? I just have heard about it, so yeah. I can't really say as far as you know how that might play into what she saw. Um, but it's an interesting story. I've never heard of a of a snowplow shaped UFO. That's interesting. But uh, yeah. the yeah. fact that she says she saw a being in it and she made eye contact with it—that's pretty interesting. And that's quite a tell to tell. Whenever you're you know a big pop star although you know kind of her persona can handle that kind of uh yeah you know story so yeah. um but that's interesting man i, I never heard that i never yeah. I never heard that so that's fascinating what's cool about that is that you've got some other ones uh that you've mm-hmm. been looking into and we're gonna i think we're gonna do a whole episode on that for patreon is that right
1: that's right. We are going to have a uh, nice little discussion about several um, celebrities who have uh, seen UFOs and uh, are being and very open and public about them. And uh, you know, some of them are people who are you know uh, more dubious than others. Right. You know, some but some people that you would be like, oh, really? Wow! And then yeah. they're you know can w- be considered more down to earth. You know.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And
1: you know and. And Miley Cyrus is one of those stars. She's, you know, these young stars. She, you know, she was the Disney Hannah, Hannah Montana yeah. growing up. So she had that. And then she spent a few years going crazy, mm-hmm. establishing her, her herself as herself and not, you know, the Disney thing. So basically right. rebelling, you know, right. right. And she toured, she toured with the Flaming Lips.
0: Right. Did you know that? that was I know that. Cra- I remember when that whole thing was going on. Um, they were hanging out a lot together yeah. and yeah. Uh, I was always like, that is such a weird fit, but you know, yeah. Hey man, it's probably a lot more interesting than what I'm getting, giving it credit for. So,
1: yeah. Well, you know, my friend Dan Deacon, um, who's the uh, incredible musician himself and uh, electronic musician. Um, he, he was opened for Miley on, part of that tour okay uh which is just crazy again to me but yeah. uh yeah but i mean also it makes sense because like she's got uh, she wanted a more crowd of her age people,
0: yeah. You know? yeah She yeah, wanted yeah, yeah.
1: kind of that yeah maybe indie cred or right. that kind all of thing st-
0: yeah street and, cred yeah for sure yeah man. you
1: know like all the pitchfork people and all yeah, that stuff yeah, yeah. you know
0: so she i get it get, i get it
1: and so she asked dan to be part of it and right. you know why would you not? Yeah.
0: You know. You know the thing is with her too, she's super talented. I mean, I, oh, I don't I don't yeah. think anybody could say that she's not. I I don't I have less of a problem with people like her being in the eye of the public like, you know, when you think about pop stars than other people that don't deserve it. There's yeah. so many people out there that I just cringe. But, no, she – and I, I get it, man. And so, um, hey, kudos to her for using yeah. her platform to talk about things like this. Yeah. Kudos to her for using her celebrity to bring people out on the road like that, that um, that need that, that recognition. And so I think, I think it's a positive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Whether you like her personally or not, you right. know, there are those things where she is trying to do things, yeah. you know, and make – you know yep. more than just pop music she's yep. you know exploring as an artist so
0: definitely, definitely man definitely.
1: so yeah so anyway yeah <laughs> check out the uh join us on join our patreon that episode as well as uh some extra all of the goodies stuff if you join at the top level there um, you can you can get those and uh, bonus episode bonus content that will not you won't be able to find anywhere else
0: that's right that's right cool today we have uh, a guest on from Brooklyn New York his name is Andrew he's uh, a really cool guy he's got some re- he's got a cool couple of stories and uh, he's got a cool thing that he's working on and uh, he reached out to us to get on and he's a great guest
1: yeah it's uh really cool stuff, really great stories and uh, and, some, and a cool project that he's uh, that's we'll let we'll let him tell you about it. so Andrew, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story?
2: Uh, my weird story started pretty early on in life um, and and has sort of compounded since. So uh, it kind of starts before I was even born. I was born in February. 86 and in June of 85 my parents moved into this old farmhouse um, it was my mom and my dad and my older brother I was on the way and this house was built in 1912 and they didn't know anything about it when they moved in but pretty shortly after they started having paranormal experiences I don't, there's no other way to put it so they kind of came to terms to, to, with that the best they could and then I was born and in my first memory, you know, it's hard to put early memories in order chronologically, but Mm -hmm. as far as I can tell, my very first memory is a paranormal experience. Oh, wow. And it was, so uh, shortly after I was born, my dad ended up moving out. So it was just my mom and my brother and and I in the house. And Mm -hmm. um, my mom worked nights and my brother was in first grade or kindergarten. He was in school. So when he would go, go to school, My mom would like sit me in front of Nickelodeon, take a quick nap, try to catch up on some sleep. And then, you know, eventually she'd get up and we'd go about our day. And I have this very vivid memory of I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm watching cartoons. I'm watching a uh, I can remember the cartoon. It was called David the Gnome. It was an old Nickelodeon cartoon.
1: Dude, I I love that show so much. Whenever I was sick in middle school, which had been around this time for you, um, I would that would be one of the my favorite things to watch. Especially when you're sick. I'm sorry to interject here, but no, when no. you're sick, <laughs> when you're it's already a really wild and kind of surreal cartoon but when you're sick and you've got like a fever and you're watching it kind of half sleep halfway man it takes on a whole other level of of, of weirdness but uh yeah dig-
2: it's a very simple show from what i remember no no I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that you know it is for sure so i'm sitting there watching this show and all of a sudden i hear this was a two-story farmhouse and upstairs was one big open room and my brother and i shared it and i hear someone coming down the stairs like to the living room but I knew that it was just me and my mom there. And I, I mean, I, I don't know how old I was. I, I couldn't have been more than four years old, three years old. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, that's just the ghost that lives here with us. Mm. Because my mom had told my brother and I stories that are not stories like not just not she wasn't trying to frighten us. But she had just told us that she believed that there was like something else to like share this house with us. So like mm-hmm. my first memory is like me hearing something very dis- instinctively walking up and down the stairs that wasn't there, and like, as a three-year-old or whatever, like me processes in that as just like, oh, that's just the ghost that is like our roommate that lives with us in this oh, house. Oh man! <laughs> so,
0: so, so, so like, you, you weren't frightened at all? I mean, I'd imagine at that I wa- age,
2: I wasn't. No, I, I, I mean, I, I was like, I don't. When I when that memory like comes back and plays back, I don't remember being frightened. I think there were times where I was frightened in that house, but that wasn't one of them. I was just it was like the middle of the day. It was like in the morning. It was probably like 10 a.m. or something. Just like, oh, that's just the ghost. Wow.
1: Well, with your mom being kind of um down to earth and just cool with it, you know, and telling you, hey, we do have these things that you won't see, but they're here, you know, to, you know, trying saying ghost server, okay, not to be scared, you know, and that would probably made it where you, I mean, I would imagine that would made it where you were comfortable with the idea of that just being the ghost and then going back to uh, David, the gnome. Right. So. right.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I think you nailed it because it was like, yeah, it, it, you know, it was just something that she explained to my brother and I, I think I took it, I think I was, like, a pretty serious little kid, so I took it serious, but not, like, gravely serious. I was just like, oh, okay, this is, like, something that adult, an adult is telling me that, like, is a serious matter. And my brother was sort of like, oh, heck, yeah, like, I want to see the ghost. Like, why does he never come talk to me? Like, right. he's was, like, very excited about it. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think that the way my mom approached it sort of maybe put me at ease. So. Yeah, that was, I mean, a string of things happened in that house. Most of the activity always centered around my mom, and she had had experiences up until she moved out of it, so.
0: How long was that? How long were you guys there? Uh,
2: I think my mom moved out in 92. Um, I, I thought I wrote it down so I'd get it right, but, so she was there for seven, or 91 or 92. She was there for like six or seven years.
0: Okay. Wow.
2: So. Um, yeah, I, I, had a couple of other experiences that I can remember that were very similar, just like noises or bumps or like, I have a one that's much less vivid of like something like in my peripheral vision that like wasn't there, but I can't really hone in on that one as much. But my, my mom had a bunch of experiences there. She saw like a, a full body apparition there once, wow. um, it really kind of tripped her out and. And she, like I said, she continued to have them up until the point when she, when she moved out. And even, even then, like when she was, before she moved, she had like an inspection done and there was like some wiring that needed to be replaced in a, an overhead light fixture. And it was a really old farmhouse. Like I said, it was built in like 1912. And so the electrician like goes down to the basement. It's like those big old fashioned fuses. those like round ones you have to like pull yeah, out, yeah. pulls those out of like where he's doing his work like disconnects the lighting fixture and it's completely disconnected. He pulls it down and like the light bulb lights up like fully. (laughs) Whoa! And he was like, he like the way my mom tells it, I wasn't there, but she like, he like looked at her and was like, what the F you, you got to tell me what's going on here. And she was just like, I don't know where to start. Weird things happen in this house. I probably should have told you he, like, finished his work as quick as he could and, like, took off, like, before the door was even shut behind wow. him, like, he was gone. So, yeah. Wow.
0: Well, that's not really something you bring up to somebody, like, that you don't know very well. <laughs> right. You're just hoping, so, yeah. You're just yeah. hoping he gets in and out without anything happening, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Especially, yeah.
1: Especially your, your electrician. You don't be telling, yeah. you know, So you're trying to sell this house. You want, right. you know, you're right. d- you, <laughs> d- you don't want people to think that... You're crazy beforehand, or you know, afterhand, it's totally fine. You right. Know. Sell the ghost with the house, but you know, while right. you're trying to close in that market, you know, that's when you. I don't know. I don't know if they have to disclose that they're haunted there. I yeah. Some states, yeah. Um, states yeah. Don't you states, you do you do.
2: So it's weird. Yeah, yeah the, people have won lawsuits over that. Well, won and lost the lawsuits over that. Right. Yeah, pretty well,
1: but there, yeah, there have been famous ones that. Um, that yeah, where people tried to uh, get their money back, basically because right. they bought a haunted house at the and they weren't it wasn't disclosed to them, and then and, and and crazy, scary, spooky shit happened, and so yeah, wow. I, you know, I can see it both ways. You know, I mean, oh
0: yeah, it's hard to prove. I'm sure, yeah, in a court of law, that'd be tough yeah. to prove. But now,
1: you know, I mean, I, oh sorry, no no, 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 go
0: ahead, no, go, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say, it seems, it just seems like. I don't know. It's ethical to say, "Hey, there was somebody murdered here or maybe somebody died right. here." I think that right. should be like you should do that. Yeah. I understand why you can't re- why people are hesitant to say, you know, uh it's haunted or at least say something. Well, the last, you know, right. said thought it was haunted or something cuz that really I mean that's going to change some people's opinions absolutely right. for sure, you know.
0: Sure. So. Absolutely. But, uh, so it
2: it yeah, makes but, it, it, it makes me wonder though like it's like do you you know then then when you're disclosing it to someone are you like then on the end on the edge of them like creating their own tulpa and like haunting at themselves. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. exactly. Yeah, cuz I've, I've known a, a lot of uh folks that I don't necessarily I wouldn't believe much of what they say. You know, so if they if they're talking shit, you know, it's like, well, maybe maybe you're just crazy, you know? Yeah. yeah. So sure. So, but did your mom have anything like that happen before she had moved into this place? Or is this is like kind of the first, her first go around with this type of stuff?
2: Yeah, this was, this was her, her first experience that she ever had in, in this way. And I mean, there's a list of them, you know, I, I wrote this essay about it earlier in the summer and Um, showed it to her when I was finished and then it sort of got her reflecting on. And then a couple days later I had this email of like every experience that she could remember, like compiled for me. Wow. And there's, there were, there were a bunch of them. I mean, the, you know, she, the, the full body apparition thing was like pretty, pretty wild sounding. She, um, it was like late at night. It was like one, one AM. And she was like, my brother and I were asleep upstairs and she was finishing doing some something around the house. Like locks up, turns the lights off, goes into her room to go to sleep. And it, weirdly, her room was on the first floor and it was in the corner of the house, and there there should have been two windows in it, but the people who she bought it from had drywalled over the windows on the inside. Hmm. they They said that sh- they worked night shifts, and they did it. They were remodeling the bedroom anyway, and they just decided to do it. And she actually worked night shifts as well. so she didn't mind, and she never had them open back up. So her room was like pitch black, and she like went to bed. Was in bed for a few minutes, started hearing like a man's voice somewhere in the house, and she was like, she knew that she locked the door, but she got worried anyway. My brother and I are upstairs, and so she, she like kind of sits up and is alert, and then all of a sudden she said, like, is bright as like the high beams of a car headlights illuminated her room, and like as her eyes adjusted, she could make it like kind of either her eyes adjusted or the light dimmed a little bit and she could kind of make out like it's it's different the way she describes it is different sounding than when people say they see like a full body apparition that's sort of like transparent or whatever this was almost like an aura she couldn't make out features it was just like kind of like the silhouette sort of Mm. and she said it tried to speak to her and it was like so low and murmured that she couldn't understand it and yeah i mean I i don't even know what you would say back to it at that point right wow
1: that is yeah that yeah. i I wouldn't know uh I wouldn't know what to say to it in the first place, so I mean, yeah hello seems a little i don't know informal, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know yeah, happened. yeah, that's why more along the lines like what the shit so, yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that's uh my initial reaction, but
0: yeah, I'm sure he'd be just freaked out like your your brain's trying to compute what the hell you're looking at, right, you know.
1: And that is kind of an unusual or, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's unusual for, like you said, for the type of a full body, you know, spirit or, you know, whatever it is. Um, it Was it, did she say it was, so it was just a silhouette. So it was all, the body was all black. It was just the aura, like you said.
2: Yeah, that, that's the way she, she tells it. It, it, it sounded like the way that I, I interpreted it was uh-huh. like that there was like enough light coming from somewhere that like she just couldn't make out what was in the middle. I, I don't know if, it sh- you know, I never really asked if it specifically, if it was just like, you know, a black shadow or if like she could make out any of it. It was just like, the- whatever this light source was, was just sort of only allowing her to like see the silhouette shape. Right. So, I don't know. Wow.
1: I wonder if it was, if it was a, some kind of an alien or an abduction or type thing.
2: I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Why? I mean that I feel like I've heard more stories that, that that would align with that. than mm-hmm. I have like seen spirits that look like that.
1: Right. Cause like, it seems, it sounds like a shadow person, but they're not illuminated. They're not, you know, they're not going to be putting off the light like that. And they're definitely more of a, you know they have that negativity attached to them that you know people always that's one thing they always talk about is how you know
0: how scared how, they are
1: how right. scared they are exactly and how the feeling of terror but yeah. um i don't know man it's
2: it's food for thought for sure right. so
0: so she never felt like she was in danger at all with any of
2: that no no she she never did she i mean she she sort of figured out a way for us to live like as harmoniously as possible with whatever was there. There was some activity that I guess could be like, like sort of poltergeist trickstery. Like she would mm-hmm. wake up and like the thermostat would be like all the way down, like, you know, in the middle of the winter mm-hmm. or she or like lights flickering or like, um, the dryer coming on in the middle of the night, that sort of stuff. But right. no, I, I don't think she was ever, ever felt threatened. And I think that that, Experience in the bedroom was like by far the the most terrifying or most like up close, you know, right. experience that she had. Sure,
1: yeah, it sounds like a uh, that the poltergeist or trickster was like maybe a ghost uh, stepdad. Because you know he's turning down the the, turning heat down, (laughs) you know, using the appliances at night, you know, just kind of trying to be you know inconspicuous, but not doing any kind of a good job at it. So (laughs) that's
2: true. You 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 may have nailed it, man. Because (laughs) there, so she like eventually like looked into some of the former owners and um, the people who owned it before. It it sat vacant for a while before my Mm. parents bought it, but the people who owned it before that. Uh, like the dad of the family, like ha- he passed away at his job. He worked for General Motors because this was in Michigan. He worked for General Motors. He passed away at his job. He had a heart attack. But the, his family allegedly believed that he came back to the house. Oh. And so my mom sometimes wondered if that was like one of the things that was there. And she, she thought that there were maybe a couple of them there. There was also – she found out that there was a um, – so the house – that we were in was built in nineteen twelve, but it sat on a foundation that was built in the eighteen hundreds, and she didn't know exactly how old, but there was a fire that burnt the original house down, mm-hmm. and then the new house was built on the foundation, right. so like, I mean, yeah. if there was yeah. ever a paranormal red flag, that feels like, what sure, man,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, all you need to do is throw in a you know Indian burial ground and yeah,,
0: yeah but yeah, i'm I'm always, you know, curious as to when these houses that are haunted are built, because we have actually had some hauntings in places that are relatively new. Uh, You know what I mean? But that seems to me it's, it that's, you know, less of the rule. You know what I mean? Like, obviously there's so much more time for things to happen when you have an old structure like that and a foundation that old. I was just watching this, um, It's like a Ghost Hunters or something like that, where they did this uh, for Halloween. They did that old mansion up in Rhode Island, I think it is. This mansion's, like, huge. It's, like, 50,000 square feet or something. But the house itself is two different houses put together. One of them was built in Washington, D.C., and then dismantled brick by brick and moved up there and put in place, and then they married it with another house, and that was so odd to me, because I'm like, how does that work? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because oftentimes these things are sort of like attached to places, but then if you disassemble the thing and you move it, does it still, do those, you know, what you hear about entities, do they still, are they still attached are they attached to the physical structure you know what i mean it's just weird man are they attached to the ground that it's on do you know but this place is like super haunted i mean before they even got cameras rolling there was wild shit going on so and it had been it had been a bunch of different things throughout the years you know it was like a military stronghold for a long time it was a you know uh hospital i think for a while
2: yeah, that's. I mean, that is a great question, and I I don't know because it, it, it. I think I'm with you. My initial reaction is like, it's like the place, right? It's right. Like the, but then I guess it's how you define the place, the place and then you hear right. about haunted objects, you know, yes. as True. well. So I, I don't know. True. Yeah.
1: Could be a could be a combo of that. That's what I was thinking. That you know, because we do know, or we hear lots of stories about haunted objects where they you know carry whatever it is with them you know or even themselves are, you know like annabelle the the doll of legend right. whether that's you know or whatever that's based on and then um there was the one that before that was um oh gosh he was down in florida it was the there was the
0: yeah 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 i know what you're talking the about the little boy doll yeah 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 who
1: um was really like uh like mischievous and really like scary, and would right. talk back to the the little kid and would and the and he kept it on and oh gosh, I wish I, I wish I just I remembered things as clearly when I
0: tried to re- talk
1: about yeah. them as I, yeah. as I used to. But yeah. um, don't they? Yeah, don't just
0: don't they? Don't people injury. bring it off offerings or something like that or something like I've heard. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. I thought that there was a doll like that that people would, like, bring, like, peace offerings to or something something weird like that. I don't know. But is Annabelle the one that um, – who, who, who is that? Was that that Lorraine? What's her yeah, name? Yeah, I think
2: so. Ed and Lorraine yeah, Warren.
0: right. Stuff? Yeah. That they kept – Robert. Robert, Robert. That's was right. The, uh, yeah.
1: He was in a little sailor suit, and he was uh, – one of the first or well one of the earlier haunted dolls that we know about in in, and legend and stuff i'm sure it's yeah one of the more famous ones at least sorry
0: yeah yeah
1: Hey, everybody, you're listening to the What Your Weird Story podcast. You probably knew that already because you're listening or downloaded to the episode off of your iTunes or your Spotify or whatever place you get your podcast from. We want to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to like us, follow us, subscribe to us. Make sure that you get your new podcast episode every week. We'd also like to ask you to rate and review so that we can grow our audience. We can have more friends. We can have more stories. So, thanks for listening to What's
0: Your Rich Story. So, so, it, so
2: yeah. So, later on, uh, my mom, had, you know, getting back to that story, she we we had a babysitter who lived next door, and their family had lived there for a long time, and she finally, like, got it out of the babysitter that was like, the babysitter was like, "Yeah, my dad like told me to never, never bring this up unless you did." But yeah, like this house is like haunted AF. Like every <laughs> wow, <comes in. laughs> Shit. so that was like a little bit of a little bit of uh, I, I mean affirmation from my mom, and I think it made her feel b- better in a weird way. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just like you know she wasn't manifesting this thing herself, but right. she had she had experiences like I mean the whole time she was there, she would hear like up in the room where my brother and I our room where we slept middle of the night, she'd hear like a Victrola playing, like a scratchy poppy Victrola and like go up there. There's nothing there. She'd hear like tapping from inside of like this big old fashioned built in cabinet, like this permanent cabinet fixture in the kitchen. She'd hear like tapping from in there. Just like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's the sort of stuff that like, if it wasn't coming from my mom and if my like, if literally my very first, Clear memory wasn't of a, an experience in this house, I would probably be like, that sounds like a little too on the nose for a haunted house. Sure. Right. But, like, I mean, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to dispute it when, when it is that close to home, I guess. Sure. Or literally home.
0: For me. <laughs> right. Yeah, literally home. I mean, obviously, so your brother never really experienced those things, right? Like, you're the only one? He, he, I, I, he
2: I think he also had experience or had, has memories of hearing things walking around maybe, but she, or he never had anything like my mom did or, and I, he's, I don't know. He, he, he uh, I haven't brought up to him in a couple of years. He's not as open to open minded about the subject as, as I am. But, um, but I, I think that my mom, you know, my dad definitely had experiences. He corroborated some of the stuff that corroborated some of the stuff that my mom had experienced before he left and before he moved out. And yeah, just like, just crazy crazy stuff that like i you know definitely sent me off into the world of weird at like a very young age I sure think. nice
0: did the did that continue for you did you continue having weird experiences like that
2: no not really i i, I mean not for a long time um you know i like like many of 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 people of, like my generation your dudes generation like after that like what you know get into like unsolved mysteries and x-files and like you know reading whatever you know goosebumps or whatever growing up so like i definitely always had you know i i feel like that led me to that path of being interested in the weird stuff but i didn't have another another experience like that until i was i mean like 17 years later 18 years later my first year of college i had like one other paranormal experience that i can't really debunk so okay so so that one was like, you know, uh moved out of the house for the first time. Like I have an apartment with friends for the first time. So it's like, oh well, yeah, now we can like go like ghost hunting or like urban exploring or right. whatever without you know, without any any parents like checking in on us. So we found this place I went to school in Lansing, Michigan and there's this town about twenty minutes east of Lansing called Bath, Michigan. And mm-hmm. um there, there was this pretty horrific uh, thing that happened there in 19 i wrote it down so i do remember 1927 okay this like disgruntled dad who was like i mean basically it came down to like he was mad about an increase in his property taxes he blew up an elementary school oh shit um may it was like may 18th 1927 wow. um and he And 38 kids and six teachers died in this (sighs) this thing. It was like tragic, tragedy. This dude was just, and then he, then he took his own life. Um, Just like a really tragic incident. So we, a couple of friends and I went to go check out the area. There's nothing remaining of the school, but there's like a Mm -hmm. memorial park. And, you know, we, we read about it. We went to go check out this area and didn't, nothing, I mean, nothing to speak of. We were like taking some photos. I think someone had a digital recorder, you know, like, proper amateur ghost hunting, whatever. Yeah. But nothing's happening, nothing to speak of. So like on our way out of town, we pass like the, the main cemetery of the town and we're like, Oh, there are probably some children buried in there from this disaster, this tragedy. So we, we go like, we're walking around that again, nothing's happening. It's just like, we're walking around in the, you know, in the dark, like 18 year olds do. And then all of a sudden my friend who's with me, he's like, 15 yards ahead of me, he turns around and he starts to say like, "Ah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like really weird. And as he says that, I'm like, my camera's already, my digital camera's already up to my eye and I'm snapping a picture and the flash goes off and through like the eyepiece as he's at the same time that he had turned around to say that I saw something in the eyepiece that like shouldn't have been there. And I was like, what is that? So I go to play it back. And then like, of course, like the battery's like dead, like it drops out. It's Mm. dead. And they were, they were fine before. So, like, go to my car, grab some extra battery, put it in, and hit playback on the camera. And I have this photo that, like, again, if this was a photo that I just, like, came across on Reddit, I'd probably be like, yeah, I don't know. right? But, like, for me, it's this photo where there's definitely something in front of the lens and then in the foreground and then my friend is in the background. And, I mean, I... I don't really, and I don't mean this to offend anyone, but I don't really put too much stake in like orbs in photography. I think that, I I don't, I mean, I think that a lot of that is just, you know, misidentified, whatever. Sure. Sure. But above my friend is like an orb that is like, not like a piece of dust orb. And then there's this other thing in the photo and we're like freaking out. We're like, Oh man, this is crazy. We go back to the spot where we take it and like, It just so happens to be over the headstone of the little girl who died in that school. Uh, Wow. We hadn't, we hadn't noticed that prior and we hadn't actually found, we weren't like super diligently looking, but we, we were like looking casually and we hadn't found anybody else up until that moment who had, who had that, the correct date, you know, Mm -hmm. like the timeline or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that. That was another one that I, uh, another weird story that I can't explain. Can I send you dudes the photo? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Please, yeah. man.
2: Can you? Can I send it through Skype? Uh,
0: you, you should yeah, be able you. to in the chat. You can. Uh, uh, yeah. That is that is that's wild. We had recently someone send us a video of some odd orbs that were. Um, in her kid's, uh, bedroom <coughs> and I'm like you, like I, the whole, oh, oh wow. <clears throat> wow. That's like some crazy mist weirdness, man. Oh, dude. Wow. Dude. Yeah. I don't
2: know. Wow. Like, and you okay, didn't,
0: you so-
1: didn't,
0: you didn't see that until you took that picture.
2: Like as the flash went off, I, yeah, it wasn't there You know, while we were just walking around, but I, I did, as the flash went off, like I saw something in in the eyepiece. And then, so, you know, it was, it was like September, I think it was like a little chilly in Michigan. right? Right. So I was like, is it, no one with us was smoking. I'm like, is it someone's breath? So we like did some tests where I like just had someone stand right in front of the lens and like exhale. And it just wasn't the same. And no, even like not. the. The internal, like, light uh, light meter on the camera, like, when it hit the breath, like, the condensation, it would bounce back and it would recognize that. But, like, looking at this one, like, the histogram, it just, like, went straight through it. It didn't recognize. Like, the light meter didn't recognize anything there. Wow. So.
1: Okay, so let's describe wild, this for dude. everybody at home. Um, and can we put,
0: you mind if we put this up on the, uh, am I, I, am I seeing, am I seeing things or is there a face in that?
2: All right. I, I didn't want to lead anybody here, but (laughs) I,
0: holy shit, man.
2: Yeah. So I'll, I'm going to take it to another level here. Okay. So I'm going to send you a photograph of the girl who was buried under our feet where this photo was taken. Okay. (sighs) Okay. Um,
0: Do you see Uh, that, Adam? Do you see that face in there? Yeah, I kind of do. It's toward the the top. It's, 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 it's the, the top of the smoke in there. It looks like there's a face looking up, sort of looking out.
1: Okay. So let me describe this real quick again, so that people can have a general idea. So we've got, um, there's, Here's the the ground is you know it's a it's a cemetery so we've got green grass um, right about the mid level middle picture over on the left there's there's a grave marker um, then by, about three quarters of the way back you see um, Andrew's friend he's in a hoodie and jeans and he's got uh, something in his hand I think it's a camera maybe
2: uh, yeah I think it was like a handicap.
1: yeah yeah that's what it looks like above him is. There is an orb, Um, and it looks like um, – it kind of looks like a, a microbe or a single-celled organism, that kind of a shape, you know, where it's got kind of something that looks a little like a nucleus, you know? Do you see that?
2: Yeah, totally. Um, yep.
1: And, and he's, like, on a path, and behind him you can see a couple of old-school, proper standing-up gravestones. Right. And then uh, it basically goes into the darkness, and you can see like a couple of, of like far off lights in the back. But other than that, there's like nothing else in the sky, no stars or anything. It's totally pitch black. But the main thing is right in the center, massively, there's this mist, this cloud kind of formation type thing. It's very wispy, um, it it's kind of arcs. Where you see there's yeah, the the face of Barry saw. I'm not seeing it super cl- as I don't think I've seen it quite as you are, Bear, but like I yeah, mean I see th- it this pretty is,
0: clear.
1: This is um this it's not smoke. It's not fog, it's not breath or anything like that. There's something weird. The the physics of this is not like you know Cause I mean, it, you can see that it's a still night, and that's it's just it's man, that's wild. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So this, I'm going to send the second photo. So this is so the the um, headstone that we were I I was standing over when I took this photo was for a little girl named Emma Nichols, mm-hmm. and she would have been 13 years old at the time of this school bombing, um, and. I w- weirdly, because we live in 2020 and actually even back then, I mean, this was in 2004. This is a long time ago. I was able to find like this girl's photo on online, this, this young girl's wow. photo online. Wow. So, I mean, you wow. know, it, I've looked at this photo so many times that like, I'm sure I see what I want to see, but I feel like there's a, some sort of similarity in there. I feel like in the in right. the photo that I took, I can see like, Bangs of hair, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm right. not really sure, but anyway, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 dude. I mean, I see, I see the the, the face plain as day. I mean, it's like it's out it, to me. It's outlined in uh, in the darker portion, and then it just it, it's it, it it just looks like a face to me. It's crazy. And that picture of her is just creepy. I'm sorry, but it... No, it
2: is. It totally is. And this is 19... What did you say? 30?
0: 1927. 1927.
2: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Yeah, and I I dug a little bit about this little girl, and I think that she had... uh, Another sibling who was in the school with her, a younger sibling who was in the school with her as well, which is sad the whole that whole thing was just a really really unfortunate yeah, scenario sure. and, and probably presenting this photo of her alongside the photo I took is like again probably a stretch and like I, I've looked at this photo and thought about it for sixteen years so like right. it is what it is in my mind, but I don't know it was just interesting that that was like the only experience that we had it just so happened to be right over the headstone for this little girl and then sure. that was it like we yeah. walked around for like another hour i think and nothing else happened so That's
0: wild now were there other accounts of of this before you guys had been out there like had that been discussed or i
2: i had so there was there used to be this really amazing uh, <laughs> website that was like dedicated to like michigan ghost hunting it was called ghost zoo doesn't exist anymore but i found this place on that website and rather i found the location of where the elementary school had been on that website and some people had taken photos there and said that they had seen orbs um uh, you know what dudes hold on one second my yeah. airpods are dying here
0: no no worries our, no, no worries. worries man yeah that 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 photograph <clears throat> though it's wild
1: she's just a, just a sweet little girl. Yeah. And it's still that's
0: so. It's intriguing. All right. Yeah.
2: Yes, you're right. Yeah. Cool. Um, sorry about that. It's alright. So, yeah, we had. I found this place on that website, and like some people had posted some photos of like what they had described as orbs, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't anything crazy. And I, I think we went back there once, maybe a year or so later, and didn't have any experiences. It was just this short moment. I mean, nothing even happened the rest of that night. It was just like that, you know, as quick as a camera flash, and then that was it.
0: Wow. So. Wow. It's intriguing, man. I mean,. To me, it's pretty, and we'll put this if you don't mind us sharing that when we put this episode out, so people could look at it. If you, if you're okay with that, um, yeah, totally. I mean, because we like we like getting people. That it gives people another thing to sort of you know yeah interact with. So yeah, that's wild, man. Absolutely.
1: I would like to think that if I was a local teen, that I would. Uh, Get some, like, 1920s-type clothes, put a little uh, iridescent paint on there, and then go out at night and just walk around the graveyard to scare
0: people. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh.
1: But yeah, I, that is clearly not what's happening here. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, it's just... We've talked before, too, you know, any of that type of stuff where you have something such so, so tragic that happens. You know, there has to be an imprint of that kind of stuff that just does. I mean, in my mind, I mean, I know that some people probably look at these things differently. Um, but we've had too many stories about about these types of uh, tragedies that happened that, you know, that the energy that is left behind is is something that you can't really explain until you're there and you're experiencing it, you know, and uh, that situation, obviously, that's a lot of lives that were lost, so but, I, I wouldn't know. doubt that there's something there. Yeah, but,
2: I, I feel the same way, I mean, it's like... I went to um, Gettysburg for the first time this summer and it's like just a place like you said that that's so many lives were lost like so tragically it's you can feel that there's something there right you know often when
1: you go to like a historic place um, and and part of what drives us to go to historic places is, is that idea that you can feel history right you know you can feel like there's something that happened here that is important to us Um, you know, culturally, or as, you know, you know, humans in general, where you can feel something, you can feel a connection to the past, but, you know, also, you know, maybe part of that is some kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, like psychic imprint that has been there that, you know, you can feel like it because, you know, I mean, it's, there's something that happens to you when you go to, right. like it's, I haven't been to Stonehenge, but you know, typically people go to Stonehenge or something like that where it's like this huge thing and you feel. Yeah, something. I, I guess I I've been to the Snake Mounds here in uh, Ohio, and um, kind of I went kind of on a whim. I was driving down the road. And I saw Snake Mounds. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I thought it was going to be like five minutes off the road. Well, it was like 30 minutes away, you know, from the main road that I was on. But still, it's a Snake Mounds. And you go out there and you just feel this thing that, you know, people made these intent, you know, with intent. Right. For a purpose. Yeah. And it's not just a coincidence that it lines up with, you know, the equinox, or you know the you know the summer equinox, or the fall. You know, Right. Uh, it's not just a weird. I should probably spring and, and fall, but anyway, autumn. But it's not. You know, th- these were made for a reason, and you can feel that there's some. You can feel it. There's something that you can't describe right. that is there, and that's what you know. That's probably yeah. some the same kind of thing. Yeah, when you have a you know. An impactful event. Yeah. either tragic or good that has that kind of thing, so.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Agreed. I've, I've told the story before that when I went to the Hiroshima Museum, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just, you walk in and you just, you feel the, there's a weight, you know. And some of that could be psychosomatic, I don't know, but I certainly feel maybe... If you're not willing to go there in your mind, maybe somebody else may say, "Well, oh, that's, you know, maybe you're, you're dreaming that up. But I can't get away from it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. Um, and we've had people on here tell stories about going to Civil War sites and, and getting some really wild interactions with these, you know, entities or imprints and stuff. And it's like. You know, you hear people tell stories about seeing, you know, ghost soldiers and stuff and all that. And it's like, you know, I mean, how many lives were lost in the Civil War? Like half a million or something like that?
2: It was was a lot. You know, I should know this because I I wrote an article about it for uh, one of the issues of the zine, but I don't remember it off the top of my head.
0: It was a lot, I know.
2: Yeah. It was... um, uh, I don't know. I can't find it here. I mean, yeah, it was an unbelievable amount, and it was in three days. The whole thing right. happened over the of three days.
0: That's crazy. Crazy man. They're in Gettysburg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Gettysburg. Yeah. You're talking about a lot of a lot of high emotion and despair. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and those are those are the things that you know, leave their mark, I think. You know, I mean, and and again, that's subjective, but I always try to keep a, you know, a a healthy sort of uh, relationship with stuff, these stories, because I think a part of it is, you know, if you're not there and you didn't experience it, you know, your experience is your experience, Mm -hmm. you know, You're never going to be able to explain to somebody exactly what that is until they've had something similar happen to them. Mm -hmm. And I've had stuff happen to me where it's like, I can't explain it, but, you know, like the Hiroshima thing, I went in there with three or four other guys. We're all grown men. We all kind of walked in together. And then as we're walking through, we just started separating ourselves because i think we're all sort of just dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And then we when you get through it and you're kind of left there thinking about it, it's like the thing it, it the thing it told me was, you know, we can never do that again. You know, it it's not worth it and mm-hmm. That's the good thing about having something like that to go see. You know, um if you're open to that, but I think and I think we do need to do that. I think we we need we need to be reminded of things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um these tragedies like that. So I think it, overall it's a good thing. And yeah. um I think that's the way you got to look at it.
1: Yeah. You have to look at it. You have to look look at your mistakes so that you know not to repeat them, and you right. know not to you can move past them. Right? You know, I mean, and I mean, everybody knows that if you don't understand history, you're felt yeah doomed to repeat it. I should
0: yeah, it and I think now. sometimes we get we get kind of wrapped up in today, and we think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh, well, nothing bad has ever happened in the past. <laughs> you know, I mean, I like that that blew my mind because I'd never heard that story. You think of of these these types of things happening now. But, you know, things like this were happening back then, too. And uh, there's something to be learned from it. You know?
2: Yeah, I I agree. And I I think you're right about, like, with these experiences and and not being able to convey them fully to people unless they've had something similar. Mm Because exactly like you said, Barry, is like your experience is your experience, and so it's like, I, I, it's just, there are things, I mean, in the same way that, like, this stuff is, like, unexplainable, and I can't tell you what it is, I can't fully, I feel like I can't fully convey the experience in a similar way, you know what sure. I mean? Like, I can tell you tell you the story and, and show you that photo, and, and you know, and I don't, I don't lead a life that has been full of these experiences, that, 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 and then like, that, that house that I grew up in, like, that's kind of been it, and I feel like those were enough, though, that and they were like far enough apart to like string me along to like sure. keep me keep me looking for more and wanting to read about more. But it's just mm-hmm. like it's yeah, it's 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 hard to uh, it's hard to it's hard to define. It's hard to define the subject, and it's also hard to define the experience.
0: Sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's why we do this. We, we do this for people to come on and tell these stories because oftentimes we find that people don't tell this stuff to even their closest friends because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm about to put myself on the line here. <laughs> and you, you may or may not believe what I'm about to tell you, yeah. you know, um, you know. but I think, I think it's getting to be, especially with other things that we're finding out, you know, with all the technology we've got for ghost hunting and, and all this stuff, it's like... Some of the evidence is pretty overwhelming that there's something out there that we, mm. you know, that we are coming into contact with that we can't, obviously we can't explain. We may never be able yeah. to totally, you know, say for sure that this is what's happening. But I think the human mind and body, when it experiences something, oftentimes it's pretty correct, you know. mm those instincts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Say, so Barry. Yeah. What's the weirdest job you've ever had? Yeah. That's a good question. It would either have to be the time that I worked at a cattle feedlot or the time that I worked for a Greek painter. (laughs) Were you model? Uh, not quite.
1: You know, it's funny because one of my weirdest jobs was being a model in art school, but it was portraits, not full body nude. The reason I'm asking is because those jobs may be kind of normal, but we know people are out there that have weirder jobs than that. Maybe you're a mortician. Maybe we are a scientist trying to bring back the dinosaurs or the woolly mammoth. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. If you guys out there have weird jobs, unusual jobs, crime scene photographer, maybe you worked at an adult educational film set. If you know what I mean. Link, link. Just something that's unusual, out of the ordinary, and, you know, a little bit weird. Hey, those are cool stories, too. We'd love to hear those. So give us a call or an email or whatever. You know how to get a hold of this. Be part of the community
0: of Weirdsville. Well, tell us a little bit about your zine, man. Like, what what is... What 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 are you doing um, in in your life to uh, to fill your time in these crazy crazy days? Yeah, so um, I was
2: like my job shut down pretty early and stayed shut down pretty late, so had a bunch of time there in in the early spring through the summer. And you know, I I have a bunch of great friends and I, my fiance who are all um, who are all at the very least, like, polite and humor me and and, while I discuss, like, weird shit with him. Like, you know, like... (laughs) It sounds like our
0: life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, you know, like, I'm used to going to the bar and, like, meeting with a friend and being like, oh, man, I got to tell you about this crazy thing I read about or this, you know, whatever. I I was, like, a... um, I was a MUFON field investigator for a little while. Okay. Uh, and oh, so wow. I would like talk about cases that I would get with that and whatever. So then all of a sudden like we're quarantined and I'm like locked in at home with my fiance and like, you know, I don't want to like tell her every single weird thought that I'm having at every moment of the day. So yeah. Cause I you want her idea. to
1: stay around.
2: Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had this idea of like, I, you know, I, I have, um, I have some, like, old issues of, like, Fate magazine. You guys know, are you familiar with Fate? It's, like, you know, classic 4T and stuff. Sure. I'm, like, they're on my bookshelf, and I was, like, man, I I should just, like, put one of those together for fun with, like, whatever I've been thinking about or been reading about or whatever. So I did that, called it Strange Days, Volume 1, and um, I think the first one was, like, 20 pages. It was pretty short and sweet. It was, like, pretty fun. But I did open up with um, a st- this, the story that I just told you guys about my first memory of living in that house that was that was active. I put that in there, so I like kind of put myself out. And, when it, and I've told that story to people, but like you were saying, Barry, it's not you, you don't tell it to everybody. And like, yeah, so it's like a little bit of like putting yourself on the line. But I put it in there. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I, sh- I feel like I need to have a, I need to add like at least one personal yeah, yeah. touch experience to it. So I did it. I didn't print very many of them. I think I printed like 35 of them. Didn't even ask my friends if they wanted them. Just asked them what their address was yeah. and sent it to them. Uh-huh. And, uh, something's coming in the mail. And, and people dug it and, and I got good reactions. And it felt like a way for me to like have a dialogue with people that I wasn't able to see in person. or And in, 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 like, again, my friends were at least like humoring me and reading it and, and telling me that they thought it was interesting. So. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make a second one. And I made volume two. And um, that one I offered to people, you know, just to anybody. I've i got more of them printed. And I ended up, I ended up posting about it on um, the subreddit, High Strangeness. Okay. And I got a really good response. And all of a sudden, I had like sold like 75 more copies than I had nice. and I had to like re- reprint them. And I ended up having to reprint that one like three times because awesome. I just kept selling them. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to keep doing it. So now we, I've done four of them now. Uh, the fourth one came out for Halloween, um, which was, which is a pretty, we got some pretty rad custom cool. cover art made for oh,
0: it. Man, nice. Um,
2: so yeah, so it's just been a really, really, fun project um of me just like writing about you know the strange and unusual getting friends to write about it even even people that i just met through posting about it on reddit that have contacted me and had stories like I, i've had contributors that i haven't even met in person um so yeah it's like essays and short stories and like photos and artwork I, i've got um, a lot of talented photographer friends so it's like photos and a lot of illustrations and whatever um and it covers like it covers like a range of stuff this newest issue volume four um i talk a little bit more i tell some of the stories that my mom had uh, in that house cool um and then talk about i don't know if you guys heard about and late september there were these like 27 sarcophagi found sarcophagi found at like a Acropolis in egypt like they unearthed like 27 tombs they hadn't i didn't there. hear that man really well it was, actually it wasn't 27 separate tombs but it was several tombs and mm-hmm. inside were like these 27 sarcophagi and then there was like a dialogue about whether or not they should open them right, right. wow oh is this the like, one
1: where um or would, this may have been last year where they found the big one that they were
2: that was sealed that it's the same place okay it's okay like that, yeah it's the same it's called um Saqqara, I think, is how you pronounce it mm-hmm. in Egypt, and mm-hmm. apparently it was like their main their main necropolis for like two thousand years. It was like so. There's a lot of stuff there. Huh. So there's a little article about that. Um, a friend of mine who's also from Michigan who, who lives there now wrote about um, some dogman experiences in Michigan. Wow, um, which is cool. which is always a fun, fun yeah. topic. So it's yeah, like, that, that's the kind of stuff we're putting out there. That's um, cool. And it, yeah, it's just been it's been really fun, and it's been. It's been cool to, like, have s- not just, like, good feedback, but, like, people who read it and then email me, and, it, it, like, it, you guys, and be like, hey, can I print my story? Like, I got something. Or, like, even yeah. if it's not a personal story, like, something that they're, like, well-read on or whatever and they sure. want to mm-hmm. talk about. It's just been a cool way to, like, to, to sort of have, like, almost like paranormal pen towels. Yeah, way. man. Well, nice. I
0: think and I mean and see Adam and I come from from a time when the zine was a huge thing. I mean, you yeah. know, especially in music and
2: mm-hmm. and uh,
0: any any kind of the, uh, like a like, you know, underworld sort of genre of thing that you wanted to get into, you could find a zine out there somewhere, but you had to do a little bit for it. And that was what was great about it, man. Yeah. So I love that. I love that idea of of continuing that um that kind of a of an idea man that's so cool and i've got to ask you so like what are your thoughts on egypt i mean it is in my mind one of the most fascinating points in our history what are your thoughts on what went on there
2: i totally agree with you man i i don't i have tried so many times to wrap my brain around egypt and i I'm, i I'm not the most well-educated person when it comes to comes to Egyptian history, but like even just the other day, my fiance and I were talking about like um, how long cats have been domesticated, and that right. sort of set me down a rabbit hole of like how uh, they were domesticated before Egypt, but obviously Egypt Egyptians held them you know pretty yeah. highly, and so that sent me down a, a new rabbit hole about Egypt that I had never explored before, and I don't know, man, it's like. I mean how like that civilization there are different opinions about whether or not it should be counted as one civilization or not but right. that civilization if you want to count it as a whole is what it's like over 3000 right. yeah. years old right, right. Yeah. I mean it's just like yeah how it, i don't know i I think that it would be a mistake to write like that civilization off as like I mean, I don't. I don't think anybody's ever used this word, so this isn't exactly what I mean. But it would be a mistake to write them off as like primitive or not on like the same. Yeah. And, and again, I, I don't think anybody has. But like, I don't know that we give them. Generally speaking, when the general like consensus or knowledge base base about Egypt, I don't know that people really understand like how. Yeah. Well developed it was. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well. Part of it is
1: that I've I've studied a little bit on it. I took a uh, some classes, but um, part of it is that our the way we look at Egypt now is the contem- contemporary Egypt, and the one that we've known for the past even when you know two hundred years, we'll say, and we know it as predominantly a desert. But it ne- it wasn't like that. I mean, it was a very you know lush, like very lush and very tropical, you know country or land and it was massive and it was huge and it lasted like you said thousands like you know three thousand years or something for for you know for uh just you know for uh, as a culture i suppose or if it was several civilizations like you said you know and i mean they had a lot of accomplishments there they made you know like in, they they traveled the oceans you know, we know that they traveled the oceans. We, we, they, in all likelihood, got to North or so, at least South America. They got out of just their, you know, little area in the Middle East, or not the least in Northern Africa. And, you know, and again, I think also part of why we kind of downplay them is because it is part of Africa. But also, on the other hand, you know, part of the reason that we do have somewhat of it, in you know the western culture zeitgeist is because of how it was you know part of the bible and how uh, that yeah. the, where you have two cultures historical cultures that you know reference each other right you know right and that, you know so you've got the egyptians who we have these we can see these big monuments we see the pyramids we see you know the sphinx if the sphinx was done by them um you know where we can see that as evidence, and then so many people use you know the the Bible and and the and as um, and the Torah as historical you know literature or you know of, of, so we have that reference point, but I mean it's just, it's that's just this tiniest sliver about anything, and it's not and it's beyond just mummies, and it's beyond hieroglyphs, and it's beyond. The right. pyramids and all of that stuff. So there's so much there, right. and I am somebody who definitely, definitely believes in um, the possibility for alien life. And I've seen weird things in the sky, and you know, I haven't met an alien that I know of, um, but <laughs> I believe that there's definitely, you know, that they exist. They have to exist in some form, but. I think to say that aliens constructed the pyramids is one it's so dismissive to a incredibly rich and advanced culture that is you know so very old but two it's a dismissive to us as a human race that we couldn't accomplish these things right. before a certain time right. before you know before white guys came around and started doing right. stuff you know, because at the same time they were making pyramids and all these things, we were barely getting stones up to stand on the top. You know, in the right. end, like that.
0: So, right. I don't know. Yeah, have you, Sorry, I, that's my little rant. Are, you, <laughs> are you familiar with Graham Hancock, Andrew?
2: That name sounds very familiar. Is he an author?
0: He, yeah, he's written a few books. He's a, for lack of a better term, I guess he'd be considered like a historian. You know, um, he was a a bit of a archeological sort of minded guy. Um, he has some pretty interesting views on ancient Egypt and like, he was one of the, the first guys to, uh, start reporting on go, uh, go, what is it? Go, De- go deeply pecky techie go deeply techie. Yeah. That they found this ancient city that was buried for fourteen thousand years, and they just started to excavate it over the last—I can't remember—fifteen, 15, 20 years, something like that. But one of the frustrating things that he keeps running up, you know, he he by all of his accounts and all of his studies and all of his work that he does in these fields, he, he one of the things that he believes is that Egypt's been around for you know could be twenty-five thousand years. You know, but the Egyptologists won't agree because it goes against everything that they have, you know, sort of set into modern, you know, our framework of what we think that Egypt is and was. And um, he is an interesting guy, man. I I, I would encourage you to look into some of his interviews that he's done. He's done some really fascinating interviews with Joe Rogan. I, I know a couple of them that he's done. He's been on some other podcasts too, but he goes deep, man, and he's really just a fascinating guy, man. So it's it's cool stuff that he talks about. So,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. I yeah. think, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm I'm with you, Adam. I definitely believe in the existence of extraterrestrial life. I don't think they built the pyramids. I don't know that they weren't. That they didn't, uh, you know, have some sort of contact, whether it or not it was, like, constant or, like, a one-off thing or whatever, and where it falls on the timeline, who knows. But, I, I, again, I'm not the most historically read, like, when it comes to world history, but I think if I were to put, if I were to rank, like, ancient civilizations by, like, higher consciousness, I certainly think the Egyptians yeah. are at the top in my, yeah. in my mind.
0: Right, sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like it's the it's the spiritual aspect of their thing of their you know, their their world, the um uh, um the in, in inventiveness of them, their architecture, their art, their everything, man. The whole thing is just fascinating, man. It really is. Yeah.
1: And just think about how much of that was lost uh, when the library of Alexandria burned out. Right. right.
2: I, was, I was, I was going to, yeah, I was going to bring that up. That, that is like one of the most fascinating parts of it for me is the library of Alexandria and the lore that has been built up around that. I, yep. mean, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to make of it, but yeah. it's
0: crazy. It is cool. Cool stuff, man. Well, you got anything else for us? I mean, it, uh, I, I mean,
2: those he, are those are the the greatest hits. I think. Cool. <laughs>
0: is there anything yeah. else you want to plug, man? Any?
2: Well, uh, sorry, go ahead, Adam.
1: I was going to say, tell tell us how we can, how people can, you know, if they're interested in getting get your the zine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And follow you uh, and all that so.
2: Yeah. So uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Strange Days Zine, just spelled like it is, Strange Days Z i n e. Um, the the Issues are for sale. I just have them up on an Etsy. Um, we I've got all four of them available right now. The first, I actually just got the volume one reprinted for the first time. So now, cool. you know, before I just did like 35 issues and my friends got them. But now it's available. Cool. Um, and then I'm working on like a Patreon to get some sort of extra multimedia up there. Like, you know, deeper dives into some of the articles. Sweet. Maybe like podcast style, roundtable style. Sure. And then like. Um, I'm going to throw some video stuff up there as well. That's like my day job is working in film production. So trying to trying to just like round it all off. So, cool. yeah, um, yeah, that, that's where you can find me. Strange days zine. And uh, I, I mean, thanks so much for having me. Dude. This was uh, class.
0: Hey, man, listen, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, you know, so so open to I policy hear, so, Yeah, I
1: want to hear about the uh, the MUFON investigations that you. Want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, cool. Yeah,
2: yeah well, I'm definitely down. We can talk about cool. that for sure. Cool, cool,
0: cool. Yeah, cool. Well,
1: we'll definitely have you back and uh, cool. discuss that. So
0: yeah, go support, awesome. go support Andrew, guys. Go go yep. go check out his stuff, and uh, you know, especially in these times, man. You know, it, it always helps to have something physical that you can buy. You know that helps everyone out. It helps people give something you know to a good cause. you know uh a guy trying to to do something positive and uh and give you something to do. you know, give you a couple of rabbit yeah. holes to go down
2: yeah exactly yeah totally if i you know if if I can encourage anybody to just fall as deeply into the rabbit hole as I currently am, then i'm then my job is set that's so. great that's awesome
1: what's your what's your current rabbit hole?
2: Uh, right now it's, um, so I I read Passport to Magonia for the first time this year. You guys know that one shockfully, Mm -hmm. um, it's like one of his, it's not terribly old, but it's like one of his early works. And he got me down this rabbit hole of like, and and I'm sure there are probably some nerdier nerds out there than me who will say that I'm not going to phrase this well, but basically he got me thinking like, are modern day or like contemporary modern day like ufo sightings abduction experiences and like mythological and ancient fairy experiences and abductions related in any way Mm. and it like does does the thing like does the phenomena like change with us right like as we become more advanced like you know back like when it was like you know celtic people that had all this folklore about fairies and now you know we have computers and you know in and you know especially when like in the united states like in the 50s and 60s when like ufo sightings and like all the really fun like ufo experiences like started right. popping off it's like was that just like whatever this other thing is just like adapting with the times that sure. is it all related? that's interesting so, that's cool yeah
0: that's awesome, yeah.
2: man. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's obviously no shortage of stuff out there to right. uh, immer- immerse yourself in these days. So. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's
0: awesome, man. Well, th- thanks again, man. Thank you for coming yeah. on, taking time to spend with us, man.
2: My pleasure. Thank you guys so much, and have a great night. You too, man. Hey, you too,
0: man. Right. Take care. Take care.
1: S T O R Y, And that'll take you right there.
0: I mean, you can never own enough clothing.
1: Well, it's true, Barry. There's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff
0: that's so cool man
1: so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on Instagram to ours or Facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors
0: well andrew thank you for coming on man great stories and just uh, a cool thing that he's continuing his search for understanding these types of things and uh kudos to him for doing that
1: yeah man i mean if one of my earliest memories was of uh living it with a ghost basically yeah I, you know, that might be something, I don't know what road that would put me down, but it's really, really cool, yeah. you know, and growing up in that, and his mom kind of, you know, being cool with it and being like, this is
0: how it is, yeah. you know. Not and, hiding it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And just, again, great discussion. We covered all sorts of things. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, That's what we find when we, when we have these conversations with folks. It's like, they're usually interested in... You know, in a bunch of different stuff, man, which is what we enjoy talking about.
1: Yeah, the the whole uh, Egyptians, ancient Egyptians angle and everything. And yeah, just, you know, it's cool that he took all of his curiosity and all these random facts and stuff that he would just look up and he's made a zine. And uh, Strange Days uh, zine, look for it on Instagram and and everything and pick it up you know it's yeah. really cool it's you know just little magazine you know handmade each of them are handmade and in that old school style of, yeah. of zine craft yes and uh, and it's cool stuff you know it's a there are just stuff that we like you know so if you're interested support andrew pick some of those up from him he'll mail them out to you uh tell him that you know you, you heard about him from us and i think he may be even um Ah, uh, working on some uh, other ex- media kind of stuff. He might be putting together his yeah. own like uh, podcast yeah. uh,
0: for Strange Days, which yeah. would be really cool. So. It'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. Well, we look forward to having him back on. I hope he hope yeah. he's able to do that and uh, share some other stuff with us. And uh, and and for you guys, if you guys want to come on, you got a crazy story, you want to talk about it. Please feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, if you don't want to come on, write in. And, uh, tell us your story and, uh, and we will have the lovely and talented Mr. Jeff Hubbard, come on and read your story. Either way, we would love to hear what you've got to say.
1: Yeah. We understand that some people just are kind of, they're mic shy. You know, uh, they just kind of get quiet and, you know, maybe you're better able to communicate by, you know, writing your story out. Right. And that's totally cool because we still want to hear it. And, and, you know, and when we get those, it's the same thing for us when we are hearing the stories from our guests for the first time. We don't really we don't know much of it. We don't pre-read the stories. We send it. Directed over to Jeff, he holds on to it, and then he comes and he reads it. And so we're hearing it fresh, like yeah. we do when our guests come on. You know, I may know a few things, or if Barry is secured the guest, he may know a few things yeah. what it's going to be about. But that's like you, you know, we're just kind of like, we go in with, you know, fresh ears all around. So, right. So if you want to write in, you know, send us an email, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, you know, if you want to. Call in and leave a message on our uh, hotline. You can call. It's uh, 513-909-9821. And uh, just, you know, you can leave up to a three-minute message. But if you want to call it ten times and leave, you know, ten three-minute messages – that's fine with us. Yeah, we don't do care. It. We'll do play it, it, put it on the air, you know, we'll put Absolutely. it together. I'll make Barry get to work and uh, <laughs> <laughs> gobble
0: it together. Or, <laughs> you know, also you can, uh, here's another thing you could do. And I and, and I, the reason why I say this is because we had somebody submit a uh, voice recording of an interview that they did. You could do that as well with your uh, your voice memo on your phone. You can record that, and then you could email it to us um, yeah. as long as the, fi- as the file isn't too big. Otherwise, you could zip it over or whatever. But either way, man, we'd be happy to, to, to air it and uh, and to dissect it or, or whatever we need yeah. to do.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I mean, this show is for you guys, and it's by you guys. You know, everybody that listens, and, uh, you know, you're what makes it happen. Your stories are what make us— you know, come back and make us have shows and, and and make us enjoy doing this for you. So, you know, yeah. it's a it's a it's the community. It's what it exactly. is. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, we gotta feed the community. Your stories are like the uh, the pizza that everybody likes at the buffet. Um, but they also have, there's some, you know, strange casserole because we're Midwestern. So there's going to be some kind of green bean casserole. <laughs> Got to have a casserole. With the onions on top, but still, it's tasty, but you know, yeah. you're still going to save room for the pizza. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, and the dessert, you know, also dessert. You guys bring the cupcakes. Yeah. Um, you bring the desserts. That's uh, right. You bring the milkshakes that bring all the listeners to our yard. Yep. Um, I, I I lost my analogy there. started thinking about dinner after this. I started thinking about, uh, dinner
0: um, started thinking about <laughs> potluck dinners at church growing up.
1: Oh, man. Those were great. <laughs> Those were great. So, yeah. All right. Uh, we're as well. Potluck dinner. Um, everybody bring a dish of a good story. Email it uh, or call it or uh, talk to us in person. We're here for you. And uh, we appreciate all your support on all our avenues check out patreon where you can get uh content and uh, there's going to be that like we said it's going to be a new episode which will be going up here fairly soon and uh there's some all the cool bonus material that you only get there on patreon and that helps us pay the cost of running the show um we don't expect to make money doing this because we love it it's what we we do it for that yeah. and uh it's, it's, uh, it's a joy of doing this and hanging out and hearing from everybody and hearing everybody's great, amazing, weird stories. So, hey, have a good week. We'll see you back here. Same weird time, same weird podcast platform, wherever you listen or downloaded this from. Be safe.
0: Be weird.
1: As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it.